0: You've lived a great life and done well for yourself. But what mark will you leave on the world? How will you inspire future generations? Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand have helped thousands of people answer exactly those questions. If you've ever wondered, what will be my legacy? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Stan and Katie Beth. today we're welcoming David Wright. David works with m Marketing. And so David, you guys are an insurance marketing organization, but I can tell from your website, play a, like a really multi-dimensional role in the lives of the people you have relationships with. So I'm really, really honored to have the opportunity to take this time today to have this conversation with you. And so I'm really excited to hear about what you do, because I know there's so many people out there that. You know, that are in the financial services space and in the estate planning space. You know, as you know, I'm an estate planning attorney and have been for a really long time. And I'm really familiar with that space. And I know how attorneys struggle. I know how financial advisors struggle. And what we also know is that when you get the marketing right, it's like shifting into higher gear for you know less caloric input, you can get a lot more return from that. And so I think that's something that I think probably really resonates with you because I know you're know you you're into sales coaching and you come up with some pretty interesting creative ideas. So I want to take the time now to really have, give you the opportunity to tell me a little, bit, a little bit about what you do. And eventually I want to have you share some of your wisdom and life lessons. I know you're not that old a guy, but I think you've been at this a while and I think there's a lot that you have to share with us. So thank you for joining us.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Stan, for having me on. I'm honored to be uh, your guest here today on the show. And yeah, so my role here at M&O Marketing, my official title is Executive Director of Practice Development. And really, what that means, what that consists of on a day to day basis, is it's my job to recruit financial advisors who are a good fit for our brokerage firm, and we specialize in total practice development. So. We're taking a look at their whole picture as a business and saying, you know, what can we do, what's working, what's not working, how can we make this more successful, and how can we really help you reach that new level of success that you might be looking for, whatever that person's goals are. Obviously, every individual business owner has kind of their own set of goals in terms of what they want for their business and, you know, what they want for their work-life balance. But that's really what we do here. It's uh, total practice development. We break that down really into four categories. So there's the foundation of the business, which is everything to do with branding and client experience. You know, consumer information, anything to do with the marketing message. And then there's you know prospecting. Obviously, you have to find a way to get in front of people. At the end of the day, people who want and have an interest in your services. And then maximization is, you know, what can we do to enhance those marketing dollars that are being spent? How can we make sure we're really leveraging up every dollar to its maximum potential? And then um, education. So elevation is the last part of that, that. That part of that is education, personal and professional development, surrounding them with the right coaches. So sales tools, sales coaching you know, coaching on operations. So there's, there's really a lot that goes into it.
0: So now your focus is uh, on the financial professionals, but is there, is there a niche within that set? I mean, you are the clients you work with typically people that, that have assets under management or is it an insurance product focus? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So we do play in the wealth management space. We own a RIA and a broker dealer as well. So Uh, Many of the advisors that I work with are both, you know, they're doing business on the insurance side and they're usually gathering the assets under management as well. So I'm starting to see that become more and more commonplace in our industry where they're really taking a look at the whole financial picture and doing hybrid planning. So
0: I'm sure that in the course of working with your clients, there's some conversation about how to go about working with Estate planning attorneys. I know I've had that conversation on the other side of the table, but I'm really interested to hear your take on that.
1: Yeah. So I mean that we found over our over the course of us doing business, we've been in business since nineteen seventy-six, so nearly five decades now. And what we found is that there's a lot of synergies between estate planning professionals and financial professionals in terms of both the way that they prospect for business and the services that they provide. And what we found is that, you know, if you compare those professionals up together and you can find two matching personalities that blend together well, it can be really a home run for both practices because, you know, you can make sure that estate plan is in alignment with the financial plan and the financial plan is doing everything that it needs to do to be able to fund that estate plan. So. Yeah. I mean, advisors approach me all the time and say, Hey, how can I get in front of attorneys or I have an attorney relationship and I refer them business all the time, not so much back and forth. So that is a pretty common obstacle that uh, we help them overcome. And we do that by, you know, reaching out to attorneys. I'll do the outreach to attorneys many times. And I'm looking for somebody who's a similar, has a similar business model to, that particular advisor that I might be looking for. So a lot of times we're looking for, you know, um, sole proprietors, you know, individual business owners, not someone who's part of a larger firm, because when you have a larger firm that deals in multiple lines of business, you start to deal with a lot of red tape that comes with their processes. So usually it's a attorney profile that matches very similar to that advisor profile. And uh, I'll do do outreach to estate planning attorneys. And obviously the one thing that a financial professional has to leverage to open up that relationship is the fact that they have an existing book of business who more than likely need some estate planning services.
0: So the space you're you're speaking to is a space I'm really familiar with. I co-founded a company called Wealth Council about 26 or 27 years ago. We sold that company at the end of last year, but I'm still very much a part of that community. You know, I still have a law practice. And one of the things, one of the issues that comes up, and you touched on it a minute ago, is when, you, when an estate planning attorney and a financial advisor be, you know, begin to open the door to a relationship. One of the things that's really important, I think, is to frame expectations properly on the front end, because I've seen a lot of relationships really, really go off track because of a misalignment of expectations. I'm curious to know, I'm curious to hear how you navigate that conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean there's obvious, you know, there's a lot of room for interpretation depending on how you approach that conversation. So, you know, making sure that expectations are clear and pretty direct up front, you know, we try to lay out is much as we can how the model works. We call it our attorney collaborative network here. So really, we walk them through every step of the process, the attorney, and we let them know this is what you can expect out of this step. This is what you can expect out of this step. And a lot of times we put them in touch with somebody who's from their peer group so that they can have that attorney to attorney conversation about what the process looks like and clear expectations on you know. This is what the advisor expects out of the relationship, and this is what the attorney expects from this relationship as well. So, yeah, just, you have to be cards on the table.
0: Yeah, one of the frustrations I've heard a lot from financial advisors is gosh, I've, I've sent this guy eight clients and he's not sent me any in return. And I've had to explain that, you know, when you work with an estate planning attorney whose primary business model is working on clients that are referred in by financial advisors, there's not a, you know, there's not a long list of clients to refer back. And so you really have to reimagine that relationship in a way that creates a different set of expectations around that. And the case I've made is, you know, is that if I don't have clients to refer and I love it by the way, when we do it's true, I mean, that's the best thing to be able to actually have a client that's not tagged to somebody and you're actually free to refer that client. But you know my belief is that when estate planning attorneys and financial advisors are in the same room with the client and you have the kinds of conversations that you have, and when you're talking about estate planning, and those conversations are quite often quite different than conversations around you know how do I manage my money or you know the need for a life insurance product, I think it's really it can be life altering. the you know the 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 relationship, I believe, between the financial advisor, And the client changes as a result of being just being physically present in that meeting. And so for me, it's really important to have the financial advisor actually not send the client to us, but bring the client to us so we can all be in the same room together and have that conversation and and have the advisor hear what the client's saying and have the client know that the advisor is sitting there and hearing this conversation and they now are inside the circle of trust, if you will. They've now heard these stories, which quite often are not the kinds of stories that get shared in a in a more uh, financially focused conversation.
1: Yeah, it always helps to have you know all three parties in the same room together to go over those topics, and it also helps if the advisor can tell the attorney up front, "This is what my ideal client looks like," and gives them an expectation of, "Hey, this is the person." that if you run across them, I can probably, you know, they can benefit from having a conversation with me. So if you can provide that ideal client profile, that's always helpful. And then, like you said, many attorneys, they go to several advisors to, you know, generate those referral sources. So as the advisor, if you're approaching that attorney relationship, being clear and saying, I'm not looking to disrupt any of the current referral relationships that you have, that's really important too. You have to let them know that's a part of it. I'm not looking to disrupt your business model or what you're already doing. You know, what works for you is great. I'm looking to complement that by adding to your practice. And the way that I can add to your practice is through the shared marketing value that we get with MDO Marketing and their attorney collaborative network. You know, rather than you sending me clients maybe from your existing book or from the referrals that you've had from other advisors, let me put you in front of a new audience and new prospects on a monthly basis. And then we'll actually present the family office concept from the very beginning to both these new prospective clients.
0: So tell me how that works.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times it's through event marketing. We have a fully functioning event marketing team here at MMO Marketing. So we have our own Facebook advertising team in that department. And that's where we're driving a lot of attendees to these events. And usually it's an educational event that surrounds the topic of estate planning and why that's so important and some of the common risks that you'll face you know, during your estate planning process. So if you could put people in front of 30 to 60 new qualified prospects on a monthly basis, that tends to grab their attention.
0: So the pandemic is, uh, I don't want to say over because it's not. I just got my most recent booster a couple of days ago. So it's not over, but I think we're back out there, right? We're doing Live meetings again in person? Is that how you guys are doing that, or, or is it you know on Zoom meetings, uh, remote, or is it some combination?
1: Yeah, it's really a combination now. Since the pandemic, we have done more virtual meetings. So you can do webinars. We use Ever Webinars typically what we recommend because you can pre-record content with Ever Webinar as well. So that's something that you can really automate as far as a marketing funnel just to generate leads and your webinars are pretty cost effective to market. And then we're also doing the live events, live events at local libraries, college campuses, community centers, you know, some of the advisors and estate planning attorneys like to do the free lunch or free dinner seminars, you know, at one of their local golf resorts or, you know, local steakhouse. So just to, it depends on, you know, your area, your territory and you know, how you really want to market your practice.
0: So what's your role in that? You help set those up. Do you help develop the content? What do you guys do?
1: Yeah, so we do all of it. We try to make it as turnkey as possible. We develop the content. We develop the ads. We develop the landing pages. We do email and text message reminders. We have, you know, all the best practices laid out. Everything that you should do from eight weeks leading up to the event up to the moment that uh, you close out that event and what the follow-up looks like from there. We do the follow-up. We have different drip marketing systems that we implement. And, you know, we make that as turnkey as possible, both on the advisor and the attorney.
0: So is that offering, this thing that you guys do there, is that for, who's your client? Is it the financial advisor? Is it the attorney? Is it both of them?
1: So it's really both the financial advisor and the attorney. Once the attorney's agreed that they like our attorney collaborative model, and that's something that would be a fit for their business, what we tend to do is that attorney ends up getting life insurance licensed, and then both the advisor and the attorney work with us. And we make all of our practice development and sales tools that are available to our advisors available to that attorney. So for instance, we do a lot of work with the media. We have the largest PR firm in the financial services industry in-house here. So we have direct relationships with a hundred different national media outlets. So we're regularly getting our advisors and estate planning attorneys published in Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Kiplingers, and then repurposing that into their marketing. And we'll help them develop the content. We'll walk them through, you know, how to pre-record the virtual content if that's what they want to do. We'll walk them through how to, you know, book themselves through podcasts and make podcast appearances, uh, which, you know, helps with their SEO. And then we do everything on the marketing side as far as setting up the event, what the logistics looks like, and then coaching them on best practices for carrying out that event.
0: So you mentioned getting the attorney license to sell insurance. Did I hear that?
1: Yeah, so many times we're getting the attorney life insurance licensed. If they want to share in any of the revenue that's generated from the advisor's practice, they need to be licensed to do that. And that's something that is, you know, that's something we look at on an individual basis as well, because it depends on the state bar requirements. But if the state bar allows for it, then they're able to share in the revenue from both the insurance planning and from the estate planning business that they pick up.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm curious about how well that works. You know, I. I would. You know, I would have thought that you'd have pushback from insurance producers about sharing commissions, but maybe not.
1: Yeah, no. As long as they come to the agreement that hey, you know, every prospect that I put you in front of, that prospect's going to have a meeting with both of us, and we're going to truly collaborate in those meetings and bring our process together. So we're going to marry our appointment process, and typically that's done in the second appointment for the attorney. So the attorney takes the lead and they'll lead with the estate planning. They'll have, you know, the prospects come in and they'll go through their normal fact finder and kind of get an idea of what documents need to be drafted. And then when they come back for that Mm -hmm. second appointment in the last 15 minutes of that appointment, they'll introduce the financial professional and they'll say, you know, I've worked with many advisors in the area, but you know, XYZ advisor, his investment philosophy really aligns with our estate planning philosophy. And we found that it works better if, you know, really you get a second set of eyes on both of these plans and that they're working in alignment and that everything's properly funded. So that's why I've teamed up with him. You know, I'd like you to sit down with him and meet him. And then the advisor will do basically the same thing, take them through their normal fact finder and Walk them through the process, and then the last meeting is where everybody comes together and you present the full plan.
0: Yep. yeah, that all sounds familiar. I saw a quote on your website that really struck me, or on your website you say, "True success is found in the lives you change," and uh, that really resonated with me. You know, that really speaks to where we're coming from. You know, and the message we want to convey in this podcast and in the message that, we, that we're conveying with the Legacy Leaders Network. What we're trying to do is to, is to give financial advisors and estate planning attorneys the, the tools they need to be able to connect with clients around non-legal and non-financial issues, not to the exclusion of the legal and financial, but to enhance that conversation. So I know as you mentioned on your website and, and from some of the information I have about you, I know relationships are important with you, developing real, authentic relationships with the people you work with and with your clients. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, that's such a great quote. And it really, it's true because this, at the end of the day, this is a relationship business. And the more that you can buy that client equity in that relationship, the better it's going to be for your business really in the long run. I try to stress the social significance all the time to the advisors that I work with, that what you're doing really does matter at the end of the day. This isn't just about, you know, making money or building a big book of business. You're affecting people's lives. These are life-changing decisions at the end of the day. And, you know, beyond, you know, a lot of people value their wealth over their health. So you could say what financial advisors and what estate planning attorneys do. It's right up there with doctors in terms of social significance. You know, I'd say maybe priests is the, you know, only other profession that you could put ahead of that if you're saving souls, maybe. But people really value their wealth. And while you do, it does matter. And, you know, if you've ever had to deliver a life insurance policy and deliver on a death claim, you know how impactful that can actually be.
0: Yeah. So it is true. People do value their wealth, but I also have found that people really, really value the, you know, their legacy, however it is they think of that. And I think in most cases, I think that when people think about the legacy they want to leave, it's not just leaving financial wealth. It's leaving a family that makes them proud, you know, kids that are good parents that raise good grandkids, that kids that make a difference, you know, that are a positive influence in the world. And so, What we're finding is that when we can couple all that together so that it's not an either or proposition, but it's a both and, it really makes the experience for the estate planning attorney and the experience for the financial advisor much more significant because there is a realization that this isn't just a financial transaction. It's something that is far more significant than that. It has a lasting impact that can last, you know, for years, decades, you know, for generations really. And so we're working to connect people with that. You know, there's there's gonna be, what, 65 or 70 trillion dollars past hands in the next 20 or 30 years. You know, the people that have done the math on that say that's the case. And I, did, I feel like it's financial advisors and estate planning attorneys that are really at the fulcrum of the conversation where the trajectory of that wealth can really be defined. and A lot of times those conversations won't be had if the financial advisor doesn't bring it up. So I think financial advisors really have a far more powerful role to play and have the potential to make a far larger impact than they think. I think in most cases, you know, this isn't just about getting this financial product placed, it's a much deeper, richer conversation than that. And so, I think it's an exciting business. And I'm really excited to see that you guys have systems and process because you know, in the, you know, in the financial services space, the number of people who are successful compared to the number of people who got into the business is a pretty low low percentage. And it, it takes the right mindset, the right systems and process, it takes tenacity, all those things, right? And uh, I'm excited to hear about what you guys are doing. I was really connected, you know, to the way you lay this out and the fact that you guys have a process and a system to take people through education and then not just to teach, but also to help them actually implement the marketing plan and measure the results of that. So very interesting. Yeah, uh, it was exciting. And so I appreciate the opportunity to learn about it. So I know you know, you, you have a process, you have a way that people work with you. And I want to give you an opportunity to speak to that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we work with any estate planning attorney and financial professional that we find might be a fit for our attorney collaborative network. And uh, really that all just starts with a conversation of, you know, what your struggles and challenges are, what your personal goals are and how we might be able to help you reach those goals. So um, anybody who would like to reach out to me for just a complimentary marketing plan overview of, you know, what that might look like or what a tactical marketing plan might look like if we were to put together one for you and help you to implement that. Everybody's welcome to reach out to me. My office line is 248-784-1213. So you can always call me directly. I'm always you know, willing to take your call or you can just use me as a sounding board if you have any further questions. And you can always find our website online at mndomarketing.com uh stands for Michigan and Ohio because that's where we were founded back in 1976 so this is uh it's been a long learning process this isn't something that just materialized overnight for us it's been five decades of planning and putting all of this together and we're constantly evolving and adapting that to um you know things that are going on both in the regulatory and you know economic world so you can reach out to me online you can find me on all the social channels as well facebook team david mo marketing same with instagram team david mo marketing on linkedin i'm david wright wms so i'm pretty easy to get a hold of
0: well, that's great david i appreciate that and i'll make sure that that information ends up in the show notes as well
1: awesome. so well, i appreciate the time stan David, I
0: appreciate the opportunity to get to know you, and uh, it was really terrific. Thank you very much for the time today.
1: Yeah, thank you for the conversation. You have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find out more about Stan and Katie Beth, go to PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. You can also find links in the show notes.